You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 73. And yes, listeners, yet again, I had to look up which episode we're up to. Normally, Kevin has to remind me, but uh, I decided, oh, you know what? It's just a browser window. Let's have a look. Anyway, Kevin, how have you been this past week? I've been doing pretty well, Mark. I've uh, been keeping rather busy with work and and, uh, doing some outside yard work, and I had a little excursion that I want to talk to the listeners about a little later in the show this past weekend. And as you know, I also mentioned that this weekend it was so god-awful hot and humid when I was out mowing, I started sweating from places that we shall not mention. (laughs) Oh, you know, it's one of those things. I wish we had the summer here. You wish that you had the winter there. You know, what's happening with Mother Nature? I mean, surely we've got some control. You know, just recently this week, you know, NASA landed a a Mars rover, uh, you know, called Curiosity, the size of a car on Mars. Absolutely wonderful achievement. And I just look at it and I think, if we can do that, why can't we change the weather patterns and have, you know, just a bit of sun every day, a little bit of breeze coming through. And then for the farmers who need the the rain and the water, let's give it to them when they need it. You know, it's it's (laughs) just, we we should be able to control Mother Nature by now, shouldn't we? You would think so. I mean, I don't know why Mother Nature's being so so, uh, uh, uncooperative. It doesn't make any sense. But it makes me think back to there was an old television commercial, and I think Mike and I might have talked about this at one point. I can't remember. There was a, uh, and the listeners are going to shout at me because I can't remember the name of the butter product, but I think it was called I Can't Believe It's Not Butter. But oh, they used God. To air- Do you remember those when they had that, that guy with all the muscles in it, and, and then they had the... No, no. Oh, we, we must have only had them in Australia then. But, you know, it, it's sort of this muscly guy like Fabio or whatever his name was, you know, doing the I can't believe it's not butter ads. And, and then, you know, with a good looking woman and it's like, that really turned me off butter. <laughs> or the product, uh, I cannot believe it's not butter something. It's as confusing think, as Rise well, of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was one, the ones we had here in the States had this lady, she's a character actor, and I've seen her in a bunch of stuff, but I, if you ask me her name, I, and yes, I know, I can look it up on the internet, listeners. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it right now. But she would come up, and they, she, they'd say, well, this is, has or she'd say, this has to be butter. And they'd say, no, it's not. And then she'd finally go, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. <laughs> it makes me think of what we were just talking about with trying to change the weather patterns and Mother Nature not helping us out. But, you know, I did come up with a solution to my problem anyway. I need a winter home where I'm at. I'm fine. Winter's, winter's pretty good. Then I need a summer home in what would be as far south in Australia or New Zealand as I can get. And then I'll be in good shape because I can go down there. When it's summer here, it'll be winter there, and I just need to change hemispheres once a year, <laughs> twice a year. I'll be good. I, I think that's the solution to my entire problem. Yeah, certainly you need to be in little Tasmania, which is, uh, you know, when you look at the map of Australia, it's like this little island. And in fact, it is an island uh, just right down the coast of Australia. And uh, it's about as far down as you can get unless you want to go to Antarctica. So uh, and I'm, I'm sure you'd fit in, in there well, you know, with all the... Uh, uh, penguins and uh, the the big uh, what what they call them the the ice bears what do they call those ice bears polar uh, bears polar bears yeah so uh, 
Could always got down that track. I might even actually have to put on a pair of long pants. <laughs> That'd be a change. Yeah, as opposed to my cape or my kilt that I wear on the other occasions. <laughs> yeah, we won't go near the kilt, that's for sure. Hey, Kevin, should we tell the listeners that we uh, kind of recorded an ad before the show, some new ad for, for Geekiest Show ever, and I, I don't think we'll tell them too much about the ad. I think we'll make you listen to another show on the, the Stoplight Network to actually hear the ad. That's provided anyone else on the Stoplight Network wants to, you know, play our ad. You know, well, we, we well, might he, have to pay them something to do that. Well, he who shall remain nameless, there's always a good chance he might play our ad. But he, he better. Yeah, he, yeah he, that's he, right. He, he better, or, we, or we're just going to stop, you know, giving him free promos. So That's right. You, know. you who uh, shall remain nameless, no more free promos. You play <laughs> ad. Play ad now. <laughs> and um, But anyway, so, you know, I, I, I thought this was kind of interesting because... Normally, our shows go into toilet humor rather quickly. And yes, listeners, we're five minutes in and here it comes. I was actually sitting on the crapper and thought of the ad concept and the ad idea. And I thought, you know, why, why didn't I ever think of this before? And it's like, it's amazing how you think of things when you're doing other tasks, such as sitting, waiting for, for nature to happen. And um, so hopefully everyone will like it. Don't worry. The, the ad isn't based in, in toilet humor. It is uh, quite well done. I think we like it. And uh, it should be good. Listeners should enjoy it. You know, we, could sh- we should start another show. Uh, and, but I think Leo Laporte would have a problem because we, we would be twit. Except we'd be this week in toilets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is fantastic. I don't think I've ever heard... Twit renamed like that. That is, I'm gonna have to tweet it to him later on. And I know he probably <laughs> never reads a tweet that I'd tweet to him, but I, I just have to tweet him that and say, you know, the listeners heard it first on Geekiest Show Ever. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is so great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, next time you're tuning into Twit, do it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that could hey, be their catchphrase. Yeah, while we're talking about our listeners, I wanted to send out birthday wishes, albeit we're a day late or be more than a day late by the time the show records, to a good friend of the show that we both know, Summer Hartsfeld. Uh, uh, happy Summer birthday, lived, Summer. She was, uh, her birthday was yesterday. Uh, she's a good friend of ours. She always gives us good comments on the show. She gives me a lot of, we have great conversations, or I do anyway, with her in, in uh, Twitter and uh, she's just a load of fun to talk to. She's a great person. If you aren't following Summer, I would encourage you to go out and follow her. You can follow her on Twitter at SummerH72. And uh, she is a hoot and a holler to listen to. Um, and I, or Summer72H, excuse me. I said that wrong. Um, and I really, really do enjoy her. And uh, we do wish her a very, very happy birthday and wish her many, many more. I would sing happy birthday, but the only problem is then we'd have to pay royalties. And so far, we're operating in the negative anyway, so we don't want to incur any additional fees. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if we sum the alternative uh, happy birthday, we might be able to get away with that. You know, the the, uh, happy birthday to you, you're 102, you look like a monkey and you smell like one, two. (laughs) <laughs> no, wait, 
We won't sing that version of Happy Birth. No, that that no 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 that that was that that's just Mark's crazy way. I I hate Happy Birthdays. It's the one thing. My birthday's coming up in in September, and I dread the birthday cake. Now I'm going to make the birthday cake because, as you know, Gretel can't cook. She can't make cake, and frankly, store purchase cakes. Ugh, yuck. Uh, so I'll make my own. Uh, but the funny part is I can't stand it when it comes time to put the candles on the cake and then everyone stands around and then they're sending happy birthday to me and it's like, I just want to crawl under the table. I get, I don't know, self-conscious, embarrassed. It's not comfortable for me. And then I've got to go and, and blow all my germs across the cake, you know, it's uh, and, and give them all my germs. It's the only time when I like the germs going on top of the cake. Anyone else? <laughs> Mine? You know, it doesn't matter. It came from me anyway. Uh, no, that's that's too funny. I, uh, I'll have to remember that. I was thinking about you the other night, actually. We were watching, um, uh, oh, crap, Travel Channel. I think it was Donuts Paradise or whatever it's called. Uh, episode on the Travel Channel, and they were talking about this place called the Voodoo Bakery, and it's up in the Northwest, and I know somebody's going to find out, and I should have looked it up before the show. And they had all these weird donuts, and the some of the things that they put on top of the donuts, they had a maple bacon uh, donut, they had these donuts that had crushed up cookies on them, they had these other ones that looked like little people with things stabbed through them, and they, they have all. They had donuts that had like Fruit Loop cereal sprinkled on them, and all these wild concoctions that they came up with. And it made me think of you because there's, they were showing when they were showing the episode. This is how bad it was. Somebody was eating one, and she started to eat. She kind of and spit on part of it. I mean, it was kind of like an involuntary reaction. Yep. I thought oh, Mark wouldn't like that. <laughs> so. That yeah. Anytime somebody spits or chokes a little bit on their food, you pop right into my head. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm glad that I've got that impression left on you and the listeners. <laughs> you scarred I, me in that way for life. Oh, that's a shame. Now, Kevin, you know, while we're talking about birthdays, how how do you do it? I mean, geek to geek, this is a a big deal. If we get the wrong gift, I don't know about you, but I've been rather insensitive at times, and said, you know what, I don't want this. Thank you, but. No, uh. and you know it was funny a few years back. Gretel uh, bought me an iPod Shuffle, and it was one of the first little clip ones. Anyway, this thing doesn't have a screen. What, the, what, the, what, what usage is it to me? <laughs> you know. And um, anyway, so I said, "Listen, thanks, but no thanks. I want my little fat boy nano because I, I and you know the little fat boy nanos. They're not the the long mm-hmm. sort of candy bar ones. They're the little squatty ones. And um, yep. So anyway, I made a go out and replace them and buy me one of those. <laughs> and you know, I felt bad, but at the same time, I thought, hey, you know what? I'm a geek. I know what I want. Don't go buying technology or entertainment products that you haven't cleared with me first because. I'm just not going to be happy. I'm not going to be satisfied. Do you have the same thing? Because I, I, I actually buy gifts now for myself all year round. Uh, I, I think I, I mentioned it to you the other day, not on this show, of course, but when we were doing Not Another Mac podcast about how I got all the Star Trek Enterprise uh, series from season one through to four on DVD. And um, I actually, I, I can't have them yet. They're, they're put away 
in the cupboard for me. Same with the Planet of the Apes collection uh, that I showed on the show and we spoke about and so forth. All that stuff is put away uh, because I actually go and I'll buy the stuff for myself and then I'll give it to Gretel and say, look, you know, put it away for me for Father's Day, for, for birthday, for Christmas, whatever, and then you can sort of give it to me. But she's got strict instructions. She can't give me Season 2 of Enterprise and not give me Season 1 first. It's got to be in sequence. <laughs> I have made that uh, obviously clear. You do not, you do not give me Season 2 when I've already got Season 1 waiting. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I am I nuts, that. Kevin? Yes, oh, that's, that's beside right. the point. <laughs> and and uh, before I say what I'm about to say, Gretel, God bless you for putting up with this man. You deserve <laughs> sainthood. Okay, but yeah, I, I I do something similar, but when it comes to tech, what I will do is I will be very specific. I will write it down to in an nth degree. I will get a picture of it. I will give everything of what I exactly want right down as to the letter as I can possibly do. And if I don't, my wife will not buy it for me. If she thinks there's any risk that it's not the item I asked for, she skips it. She goes right on past. But uh, the rest of the stuff they're pretty good about. I mean, like books. They, she knows my taste in books. Um, little and, tech things. You know what? Things, they, they, even books I buy and then I give them to Gretel. So, and no, I'm not you, that bad. You know, you know what's funny? There's often been a birthday or a Christmas come up. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been given a box of chocolates, for instance, which, hey, I'm not complaining about that. I, I love chocolate. Uh, but then I sort of go, well, hold on a sec, hold on. What, you know, what, where's the proper present? Where's the rest of it? And then she would go to me, well, I didn't know what to buy you. You said you didn't really want anything. And it's like, yeah, I, I wanted this. You know, I, I don't know. Women and men just disagree on, on what we want and have different ideas. And, you know, when a man says... Yeah, yeah, I don't really want it. It means I really do want it. You know that. You know oh. that's a woman. You've got it backwards. Uh oh. Hmm. Hold on. Let me check. No, I'm still man. Uh, <laughs> um. No. It, <laughs> admittedly, you got me there, Kevin. You've t- you've taken <laughs> you've taken my uh, my breath away, my thought process away. I'm totally gone now. It's like, oh no. How did I change up? Look, okay, I may have the man boobs, but I, I didn't think that it was the feminine side coming out, honestly. I didn't think of it. <laughs> oh, well, now, now at least I know who wears the pants in my family. Well, you um, know what they say, the moobs make the man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, we, uh, we, we, we could go in many directions that way, but I, I don't want to... Uh... <laughs> Don't want to. Yeah, yeah. This, this, too much. This, this this is going to cause our our seven or eights of listeners to go down to twos and threes if we keep that up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Now, I, I think what it is is I'll, I'll see something like you know, say a MacBook Air, and, and um, or actually, you know, the, I was out the other day and in in one of the Apple stores and, and found a, a keyboard dock I would like, and uh, I didn't have the cash on me at the time, and. And Gretel said, oh, well, look, why don't you get it? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it'd be really good. And then we got to the car, and, and I was looking up reviews and said, oh, you know, fantastic reviews. It's one of these Logitech ones that, that look like a smart 
cover kind of thin and, and covers over the top and uh, great reviews for it. Uh, one of the best that are out there at the moment. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of throwing hints that, you know, oh, it's got great reviews and this and that. And it's like, listen, buy it for me for my upcoming birthday. I'll be happy with that. But I don't say it outright. I, I You know, it's it's like I want her to go out and and find this stuff for me and, and get me what I want without asking. So, yeah, I'm not that subtle. I, I just kind of say, I just type up a list. This, 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 this is order of preference. You but, know, but do, <laughs> do, do you hate it when, when you, I, that's the order of preference. The problem is I've got like the retina and uh, the retina display uh, MacBook Pro at the top of the list. I ain't ever getting that one. Sure, I ain't ever doing that. There, <laughs> you know, there's just no way. Well, you know, it's funny. For oh, two years, maybe three years, I had a 27 inch iMac right at the top of my list. Oh, you I, tease me! <laughs> and I put it there, put it there, and, and I never got it. And it was uh, uh, last year after Christmas. It was getting close on to, I guess. It was May, June, I can't remember. Father's Day was coming up and all that. And uh, I, I was just happened to be talking to my wife on the phone. And, and I said something about they had just released the new iMac. Or, well, they're still the current iMac is uh, what I have. And uh, she, I said something about it. She said, oh, for God's sakes, just go buy the thing. And I mulled it around for another week or so. And then I pulled the trigger and, and my, my baby, my baby. Precious babies here. And the best part about this is, listeners, and I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, you know, we've got video working again. Oh, this seriously, week. Don't, don't traumatize the people, Kevin. I, 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 I told, I, you know, we didn't have video last week, and it works good for Mark and I, but the nicest feature in the new version of Skype is that even though Mark doesn't have a high def webcam, I can see Mark in 27 inches of full glorious Australian beauty. What do you think of that, listeners? <laughs> I, I, I gotta say, I threw up a little bit in my mouth too at that comment, Kevin. I don't, I don't know about beauty. I, look, I don't even think Gretel would say that that's beauty. <laughs> uh, you know what? I feel... I, I really wonder why I haven't cracked your screen yet. You know, why why the glass on the IMAX just hasn't gone... Oh dear! You can't see it. It has. <laughs> oh, I, I, I tell you, twenty-seven inches of me. I, you know, I, I feel like I've just been blown up. You know, it's like you know, my cheeks are sore because you've stretched me out. Uh, well, I strongly encourage listeners if you ever get a chance to video Skype with Mark, take him full screen. He is just that much better in full screen. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, and, and no one will ever now talk to me on Skype again. Well, maybe they'll just be afraid to turn on their camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. And you know what? Speaking of Skype, Kevin, I got to tell you, I I updated Skype because you had to be an early adopter and get the latest version. It was, wait, it, wait, wait, wait! Early adopter. He had been annoying me for over a month. So. <laughs> I'll, you know, early for us, not early for Skype. So, okay, go ahead. Sure. I'm sorry. Because, you know, it, literally I hadn't updated Skype in at least a year. 
It was maybe a little bit longer than a year. And it was working perfectly. And then last week, of course, because we didn't have video, it was a Skype issue. I had to update. And when I updated, it actually broke part of my brand new Mountain Lion build. It, Mountain Lion was perfect until I updated Skype so that I could I could see Kevin in all his glory in, in my 21.5 inch. And, um, you know, what, what was really strange about it was the... So when, when I call, record the show using Call Recorder, it, it saves to the hard drive. Now, normally I'm about to, just after we're finished recording, press the space bar, go into quick view and actually listen and see that both channels were recorded, Kevin's uh, side of the conversation and mine. Well, I do that now and I don't hear Kevin at all. There's just my annoying voice talking, then nothing. Then my annoying voice, then nothing. Now, the interesting part, if I open that in quick time, it then plays both sides of the conversation. If I put it in GarageBand, I get both sides of the conversation. It has broken something in the Finder audio or, or something like that. That just, it, it's really iked me now. It's driven me nuts and I'm not happy about that. Um, but at, at least I know <clears throat> it still records, which is good. But it's one of those strange things that the audio is there. It just will not play it back. And, you know, what? after doing NAMP the other day, and I mentioned it on that show, um, the, the guys were saying, well, maybe it's just Mountain Lion. No, I tested that. It wasn't just Mountain Lion uh, because other shows that I've recorded using the same technique, the same, uh, you know, software, I've got both channels on. It's only now when I record it from score, from call recorder from Skype that it won't allow me to preview. Isn't that strange? That is. Have you checked uh, RoaringApps.com by chance to see if uh, if uh, Skype's up to date and working okay with Mountain Lion? Um, you know what? I uh, I haven't, to be quite honest. I um, I did before I updated um, to Mountain Lion, but I checked it for the version that I had, uh, which said Ooh. that it was compatible. Um, you know, and of course, you know, I just thought the other day, oh, you know what, I'll just update, boom, update, and kaput. <laughs> so, see, uh, now, you've got me afraid now to go to, to go to Mountain Lion on my production box here. I may have to hold off. Well, I've got my VM. I might test it there. We might have to uh, do a little Skype test. I mean, if I can make it work in Piezo, which is where I'm recording the show, my side of the show at. You know what was then, interesting? But, I tried Piezo from the Mac App Store, and I couldn't even get it to work properly in Mountain Lion. I don't know what I was doing wrong. I couldn't get it to record anything. And then it cut out audio from other applications, and it just appeared like it was buggy and it wasn't working. Because I was thinking, well, if this is a call recorder issue, I don't care. I'll just go and spend $10 and get Piezo. Um, but, yeah, it just it, the demo, or the free version, I should say, just didn't seem to want to work properly. So I just I dumped it after about half an hour of trying. Well, yeah, the free version, I think, only will record 10 minutes, I think, is what it'll do. Well, it wasn't so much that, but it just wouldn't even record to begin with. Like, if I, I set it to record Skype for instance then I came into Skype and I I did a, a test call uh, you know with the Skype lady you know that everyone's heard um, and I'd record that but then again only my voice would come through I wouldn't actually you know hear from their end 
You know why? Right. At least I think why. You have to launch Skype from within Piezo. I remember you telling me that once before, that you can't just have it open and then go and record it. Right. I when I like when I'm getting set up here for the show, okay listeners, here's a little sausage grinding inside baseball, whatever. Um, when I get ready to set up to record, I will set everything up. I'll go in, I set up uh, you know, my routine about naming the show and all that sort of thing that I do. And then I go in and from the drop down box in Piezo, I select Skype. And that launches Skype just as if I had double clicked on it or, you know, however I might launch it on my Mac, and then I start it, and that's when you see me come online. Same process, but it can't record, and I know I've heard the reason, but for the life of me, it escapes me at the moment. It can't record unless you launch the app from within Piezo, and it's got, and you'll see a list of all the apps that it finds that it thinks it can record from, uh, you know, on your machine, because it still shows the old version of Skype, and what shows up now is Skype 2. So, but yeah, you have to launch it from, excuse me, from Piezo to make it work. That's interesting. But at least now I know that, you know, it probably did work. <laughs> and um, I just didn't know what to do. So, uh, but anyway, Core Recorder's been working fine. Once I get it into the audio editing app, uh, you know, we're all there in our full glory and, and the conversation is perfect. But it's just... Yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it's a Skype issue or, or what. It just seems like something has broken uh, that wasn't broken before. So, look, I may be blaming Skype, and it could even be Call Recorder. It um, could be. You know, so it, it's one of those things. It's, um, it's a little bit dodgy the way we, you know, I, I think every podcaster has problems here and there with the different setups that they have and, and then the recording applications aren't necessarily up to date and, and ready to go live. And it just causes problems occasionally. So I, I wish really the developers would pull their finger out and get the updates to us a bit quicker. Because I, I know people who can't update to Mountain Line legitimately because they need to have, you know, it working for their, their weekly show. And that's just too restrictive for me that's when i go looking for other software and say sorry i'm not going to support your software anymore um yeah you know i'm not that low uh you know if it's a multi-hundred dollar app you have to be that low you just have to go well you know i've paid so much money i need to keep this but for a 20 dollar app with core recorder 10 dollars for piezo i'm happy to swap change and try different things the, the one thing though that i don't like about piezo is I don't like the way it actually records audio. It doesn't give you an uncompressed recording and it records on two channels. And for me, you know, I've spoken, um, you know, Scott from Pocket Size Podcast, I've, I've spoken to him uh, relating to how he likes to record his show and he loves having two channels because, you know, say for instance, I'm talking now, Kevin accidentally sneezes. Well, on the second channel, he can just chop that out. Whereas I'm not that pedantic about, you know, getting a sneeze out. You know, if it's there, it's there, you know, and, um, you know, each to their own. But that, that's the way we do it. And we do it separately. So, like, take, for instance, the couple of times I've needed to rely on Kevin's recording, uh, I've immediately had to export it and actually flatten it down to a mono recording <laughs> before I can edit because it, it just, 
Uh, you know, I, I remember when I was editing uh, you and Mike, actually, Kevin, and, and Mike was coming through one ear and you were coming through the other, and it, it's like I had stereo vision. I was, like, in the middle, you know. It was fun. Um, but from an editing standpoint, it drives me insane. I like to just have it, you know, come through as, as just the one signal. You know, there are some other settings I don't play with them that much in, in Piezo I could look at that might change that, but the thought of driving you around the bend is not a bad thought on my part. I kind <laughs> of enjoy it. Um, but I, I I could look at that again sometime when uh, the the man flu and your man and all come together there that uh, if if I'm doing the show, I'll see if I can't if, I'll see if I can record it in mono. I think there's a setting. I don't want to touch it right now because we're recording the show. But there are some settings. Piezo is a really nice little application. I mean, I used to use, uh, was it Wire, Wiretap Studio, I think, was what I was using before. Mm-hmm. And they didn't catch up with Mountain Lion. So, uh, or no, not with Mountain Lion, with Lion. And it would work, but I had to be cognizant. If I was going to use it, I had to shut everything down on my machine, except for what the, the Skype application, because if I didn't, then what we had happen is, you know, if somebody would tweet or I'd get an email and I'd get the little ding sound or something like that, it was like, oh, crap, crap, crap. You know, that came through because I had to record the the entire sound off of the Mac because they hadn't updated it from uh, to be Mount or Lion. God, that's going to screw me up for the longest <laughs> time. It'd be Lion compatible. So and then I finally got tired of it. And then when you and I started doing the show, I thought, you know what? I'm really sick and tired of this. And I think it was the second or third week that we were recording. I piss on it and I bought pieces. <laughs> well, I so, said, it's so $10. The price is right. You know, $10, you can't argue with that. And it does do a good job, all my complaining aside. But, you know, really, let's be honest, the way I edit is not perhaps the way you should edit. You know, having <laughs> multi-track is uh, definitely probably a better option. So anyone thinking of doing podcasting, uh, you know, that, that might be some some uh, food for thought there, that's for sure. And, uh, oh, speaking of people wanting to do podcasting, uh, Mike McPeak, he's going to do his own podcast now, Kevin. We, we I wonder if we gave him the bug. I Well, let's hope it's curable. The, um, <laughs> and, yeah, and Mike, let's hope that it doesn't grow growths and, and stuff on him. <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, Mike and I were talking about it uh I had a Google Hangout running, which, while I'm thinking about that, listeners, I am going to, and I'm not going to promise I'm going to be able to hold this, but maybe once or twice a month, I'm going to try to host a Google Hangout Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon-ish, I don't know when it is. You Um, you know what, it'll, it'll be when I'm sleeping, that's when it'll be, when I'm not available. No, it'll be Sunday morning when you're trying when when poor Gretel's trying to sleep and you're up banging around the house is what it'll be. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to try. So check me out over on uh, Google Plus, and I'll, I'll try to remember to tweet it out. But a lot of times it's just like a spur of the moment, and I'll jump in there. But that's beside the point. Yeah, Mike and I had a nice conversation about the fact. Uh, I don't want to give away too much until he's got his whole thing set up. But uh, the show idea that he talked to me about. Sounds really good. I'll be really interested to hear it. He's a good friend of ours. We've gotten to know him very well. Um, and I can only wish him the very, very best of luck. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be part of the Stoplight Network. Uh, that's not necessarily a guarantee. 
Uh, but I have a feeling he's uh, had a chat to our uh, our owner and boss, Tim, and uh, I think they've sorted something out. So fingers crossed. So, yes. uh, but you know, when it, when it goes live, we'll certainly be the first to uh, to let you guys know. Now, Kevin, you um, you locked yourself out many many years ago. Oh, I knew this was going to come back to haunt me, and I shouldn't have said anything last week. Yeah, I I did mention a, a very bad experience I had many years ago, locking myself out of the house. And for our listeners that don't know the context, I'll give you a quick little background. We were talking about the fact that, you know, as guys, we we tend to have to do things in a certain order. Otherwise, we forget to do things. And one of those things is to make sure you have your keys when you go to leave the house. And uh, I was, this was, uh, I, I can't remember, it's been 20 years ago, I'm sure. Uh, my wife and I lived in a townhouse at the time. Well, she had to work on Saturday. I didn't have to work. So, you know, I got up, I made coffee for her, did, you know, did some nice things. And she went to leave and I went to walk out the door. And as I walked out the door and all I had on, which was I only thought I was going to be outside for a second. I really only thought I was going to be outside for a second. And all I had on was basically my pajamas. <laughs> put it that way. And the door closed behind me. I'm waving to my wife. She's driving up the street. And I turn around. Uh oh, uh oh, <laughs> I am stuck outside. Oh, that's gross. Like, oh, and there sat my my pet cat. He sat there in the window looking at me, going, "Why aren't you coming in back in the house? Why are you standing there on the porch staring at me?" And I'm going, "Holy crap!" And it was slightly, if I remember right, it was either late spring or like early fall here, and so a lot of people had their windows open, but it was still fairly early in the morning. And on my neighbors next door, I could their windows were open, uh, and the townhouses we lived in, the master bedrooms were all on the front of the townhouses. So I could hear their windows open, and I could hear things I didn't really want to hear coming from their bedroom. <laughs> and I think, oh, dear God, how do I do this? So I, so I, and they had little children, so I'm trying to figure out, what am I going to do? How do I do this? So finally I just said, you know, I just can't stand here any longer. So I had to knock on the door. And I hear, what the hell is that this early? <laughs> and I, they had to come let me in, and I had to sit there in my pajamas, and they sat there in their state. I'll, I'll say it politely, their, their state of how they were attired, and wait for a locksmith to show up. Oh, uh, that's funny. And then when the locksmith shows up about an hour later, lets me into my own home, you know, I'm in my pajamas, and I got to go in and scrounge around and find the checkbook and write the guy a check. And it, oh, it was just mortifying. It was absolutely mortifying. Oh, dear. But I got past it. <laughs> it. It's just permanently placed in the memory banks. <laughs> yeah. You know what? At least you weren't wearing your kilt. Well, I would have felt better about my kilt. <laughs> Being well, in your pajamas, you know. As long as they, you didn't have polka dots or, or fairies on your pajamas, I think you would have been right, Kevin. Well, no, I didn't have that, but I will have to say, oh, God, I might as well say it. What the hell? I had on my short pajamas. <laughs> so there was way more of some parts of me, nothing nothing obscene. There was way more parts of me exposed that my neighbors then had to sit and stare at as I sat <laughs> in their living room waiting for the locksmith to show up. 
and they're trying to make small talk after I had interrupted them on a Saturday morning. So it's yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a bitter bitter sweet memory. My wife laughed for a good two weeks at me about that. So <laughs> then she locked herself out, and it wasn't so funny then. <laughs> nah, it never is when you do it yourself. I've certainly done it in the past as well. And uh, boy, it's expensive when you get a locksmith out. I don't know whether they charge you guys like a wounded bull in the US, but out here, wow, they charge it. It's a couple of hundred dollars to forget your keys. And I remember doing it once when we were in this secure building. And, um, you know, thankfully, uh, we were still actually in the building. This was when we were living in units. And we hadn't left the building because if we left the building, then we didn't have our pass to, you know, put against the door to get back in. So we would have been well and truly locked out. So we would have lost the security pass plus the door key. But this, uh, you know, this happened on like a Sunday night for us. And I don't know how we did it, but we both, both Gretel and I, we walked out the door and both of us left our keys. I mean, that's just mm. stupid. I don't know how we could have done it. We still don't know how we could have done it, that we both walked out without keys. And, uh, you know, yeah, three or four bad. hours later, and, uh, you know, we got the locksmith, and then it was a few hundred dollars, you know, maybe a couple of hundred, but it was still like, well, jeez, yeah, you know, and the guy was saying, oh, yeah, but you've got the security lock, you know, double bolted, this and that and something else. And it's like, oh, look, here's your money. Just, you know, get me into my <laughs> house. Oh. Yeah, really. I know. It, 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 was, it was quite embarrassing and a little bit mortifying and... I saw parts of my neighbors I had never really intended to see, um, and I heard things that they were doing that I never intended to hear. So, you know, it these things happen. Sounded um, like an interesting Saturday morning, that's for sure. It was. It really was. On another show, we'll talk about, uh, talk about neighbors and, and different things, because I've got some funny stories about things that neighbors would do and then... Uh, yes, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, what? Well, we're, we're sort of, we're, it's amazing. We start with basically no topics other than what Kevin brings to the table because I'm, I'm, of course, clueless. I, I never bring anything to the table. Um, you know, my, my brain just doesn't think like that. It just thinks, oh, yeah, you know, uh, we'll have something to talk about, in which we always do. Now, Kevin's got a excursion to talk about plus a movie. So, Kevin, I'll let you uh, decide... Which one you want to talk about first? Well, it wasn't an excursion to a movie because the listeners know my aversion to going to the theaters and I, look, you having know, I, to I, beat the snot out of people. I, yeah, I, look, I've got to be quite honest. I, you know, I'm amazed at how many friends of ours went to see the, the Batman movie after the massacre in Colorado. Um, you know, it, it's a shame that you can't go to a public place Um without fear and you know from my side of the fence it's fair you know from an Australian side of the fence because we've got very strict gun laws we don't have guns walking down the street it, it just doesn't happen we, we see a gun <laughs> it's holstered on a policeman you know if they pull out a gun it's it's major news it's a big deal god forbid they shoot someone because then it's headline news for a week out here um but, you know, it's for me, it's terrifying. I know that I've spoken to a few friends in the U.S., including yourself, Kevin, and it, it's just there's so much of it that it's almost you've become desensitized a little bit to it. And, you know, I can certainly see that. There's other areas that we've become desensitized to out here as well. 
And, but it's just a shame that we can't just all get along and just, you know, go out and, and enjoy time out and, and what we really love. Um, you know, it, look, it keeps me indoors, i got to tell you. <laughs> you know, it keeps me in my little hermit house. You know, it's like, no, I don't want to go out there. There's scary people outside. I don't know what they want to do to me. It's like, no, I'll just... You know, big screen TV, surround sound system, Apple TV, please, please, come on. Where's the Batman movie? I want to watch it. Um, you know, I, I don't like the great outdoors that much. I, I've got to be quite honest. I love going out, uh, you know, where we are, where, you know, quite a ways outside of the city. Um, we borderline onto country and forest areas, and I love just going further and deeper into those more isolated areas. And there's a lot of stuff to do. There's horse riding and everything else that we can do as a family. So I love doing that. But like my mother, she still lives in the city areas of Sydney, and periodically, more often than I'd like, we have to go back and, and sort of, you know, go into the city and visit her. And it's, you know, you get there, and, and literally you're driving through what, is a suburban area and there's three lanes of traffic each way and people are going left, right, the other way. And it's like, I'm thinking of Sheldon from the episode where he becomes the computer monitor and he, he sits in his bedroom and this is all to get to the singularity. And I've got the same goal. Uh, only I'm not that obsessive about Gretel. Can you, you know, if, if I did it, it would be the iPad and, and Gretel would be sitting next to the iPad on a stand, you know, and then I'd be able to swivel around and look at her around the world and so forth. And, um, but it's one of those things, it's like I, I agree with Sheldon, I do not want to die a vehicular death, that, you know, the, the, a burning in a car and, oh, jeez. <sighs> anyway, well, you know, I got that off that my were, chest. <laughs> uh, you know, you talk about, uh, you know, um, dying in a car is a very terrible and tragic end, um, but it reminds me of the old thing is that, you know, you, you, it's an old joke, actually, as a friend, you know, you say, well, I really hope that I go quietly and peacefully in my sleep just like my grandfather did. Not like the other four bastards screaming in the car with him that he was driving. <laughs> oh, oh, oh that, that, that's funny, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sick yes. funny. Sick funny. So, so, so anyway, the, the excursion I took this weekend, Mark doesn't know this, so I'm going to spring this on him. So listeners, just imagine the shock on his face and the surprise when he fi- No, you're a little early with that. Oh, Don't fake it so bad. <laughs> it, 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 it's the Skype thing, so we're, we're out of sync. Yeah, We've been out of sync for years, and I don't think we can blame <laughs> it on Skype. Um, but anyway, my son and I attended the annual Lego Brick Fair. Ooh. Oh, down in, uh, it's down in Chantilly, Chantilly, Virginia. I had never been to one of these before. I had seen about it, and last year when I saw it, it was like um, like week or maybe two weeks afterwards that I saw it, and I said, oh, drat. So I looked it up, and it's only a once-a-year thing. So uh, we had been talking about it all through the fall, all through the winter, spring, and uh, about midway spring, my son kept saying, oh, Dad, when's it at? When's it at? So we had made plans, so got up uh, uh, Saturday morning. Uh, drove. It's about an hour, maybe a little bit more from here to go down there, which isn't bad. And we got down there, and basically what Dulles Expo Center or Capital Expo Center, whatever name it goes by now, is um, there. it's an old Kmart store that, w- that went out of business. They just completely gutted it, and they have these shows in it. 
they'll set up for this. This was the uh, brick fair. I can remember going to computer shows, Adam. I've been to the train, the Greenberg train show. Um, they have, you know, flower shows. They have all kinds of stuff at this. They'll have, you know, boat shows, car shows, all kinds of stuff. So we get down there, and this place was packed. I mean, I knew Legos were popular, but oh my gosh. We got there, and the line, we walked up to the door where you got in. Well, then about 20, 30 feet away was the line, was the end of the line. I went, well, I don't understand this. Well, it turns out the line went down the front of the building, down the side, across the back of the building, down around a row of shops that were on the one side of the building, back up in front of another row of shops, and back to where we got in line again to get into the to the brick fair. Wow. It was now the only good thing was the line did move. I mean it was like um you'd walk 20 30 feet, stop for a couple minutes. People were chit-chatting in line, but it was still probably I don't know 30 40 minutes maybe and it was hotter than Hades standing down there in the sun and all that mm-hmm. asphalt stuff around. But anyway, we got into the show and it was unbelievable. The the patience that some of these people have and some of the things they've built uh, out of Legos. Uh, one of the first things we saw was this entire village that these people had built had corn. It had a working Lego water fountain. Huh. They had a uh, like skate park, Olympic park, and they had all these little things for you to find. Like One thing was find as many uh, Star Wars characters as you could in amongst the scene. Uh, and the one scene they had Chewbacca... Uh, on a skateboard, and he was riding down the rail. You know how they'll jump up on a skateboard, turn sideways, and slide down a metal yeah. rail? They had, he, they had him doing that, and they had other Star Wars characters and Toy Story characters and all kinds of... It was just an unbelievable scene they had put together. They also had... Then they had a whole section, and this will speak right to two things we both love, whole section devoted to Lego trains. These trains were entirely, entirely made out of Legos, track and all. Now, I saw some small layouts, and then we turned the corner, and there was, I think the group was called the Penlug, Pennsylvania Lego User Group or something like that. They had about a 40 by 40 area of Lego trains running. And they had a switch yard. They had everything that you could think of. This was unbelievable. I think I've got one picture I can share that we can put in the show notes. Um, It's just unbelievable the amount of work these people had put in this. They had a section for castles. They had a section for military. They had miscellaneous. They had a section for a firehouse and fire thing. I saw two or three people that had made their own pinball machines completely out of Legos and the, um, oh, God, what is it? Uh, the Lego automated things that you can buy. Um, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, they were, I mean, they had everything you could think of there. People had made sculptures. There was dogs. There was people. There, somebody had made a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, that would have cool. I, I, I like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah, he looks a lot like me. But, you know, he there was um, they had a whole scene from Ghostbusters that was part of that. And I think that picture I could probably share with the group or share with the listeners. Um, 
and they had the firehouse that the Ghostbusters were headquartered in, built out of Legos and all the stuff. And uh, then they had, in the middle of the block, they had a thing called the Star Wars Museum or something like that. And the front of it would open periodically, and inside of it, it's all these little Lego Star Wars characters. And there was even, and this picture I know I can share because there's nobody else's picture. That, the only reason I'm being a little hesitant about sharing some of these pictures with the listeners is because there are other people in the pictures, and I didn't, I know technically I took it in a public space and all that, but there are kids, and I I don't want to share the pictures of other people's children. Yeah, I'm the son. Not that, not that you could probably find it, but that to me. But there was uh, one section, the Washington area Lego train group, I can't remember the name, they had built this cityscape, and in the bottom of one of the skyscrapers, and this was no little freaking skyscraper either, they had an Apple store. Oh, really? Yeah, it was that like in the cool. basement. Sky- now, that picture, I will remind me, and that I will send that to you. We'll so let our cool. listeners look at it. How did they do the logo? <laughs> you know, I don't, I'll have to go back and look at the picture and see. I don't know how they did it. But it was just like it was just like the ground floor of this skyscraper was the Apple Store. You know what's actually funny is the Apple Stores do look a little bit like Lego stores. Like you know, you think about put building the tables, you could easily do that in a Lego gray floor. Uh, you could do that in a Lego. It's like and then glass panels where you've got the the Lego um, glass windows that you could just sort of put together. And it's like, yeah, you could actually do an Apple Store. That's that's nifty. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, our listeners might remember, too. I think it was two or three years ago on April Fool's Day. I think it was right. Um, think Geek had out an advertisement of something that looked like the Lego Apple Store kit that you could buy. Think <laughs> Geek will always put out those weird little things around April 1st. But the Lego show itself was unbelievable. We walked around for, I don't know, probably hour and a half, maybe two hours looking at stuff. And it, I mean, the military section, this one, this one group had built an entire like World War II beach landing. They had the water. They had everything. They had a pirate section. They had something called the Magnificent, uh, what the Incredible Ball Machine. And it took up this, the two or three, or no, it was more than that, probably about five or six tables. And it had this machine that slowly moved these little balls that looked like little soccer balls all up and down. It was throwing them up in the air, catching them, little conveyor belts, eject them, and throwing them all around. And then they dump out on a little train and come back around to the beginning and, and, and go right back again. It was, I mean, a lot of work, a tremendous amount of work. Um, I, I have to give credit to the the people that put in the time and effort to build this. Because you know they had to build them. Then they had to take them apart to some uh, I know, and then ship them there and reassemble them. Yeah, so, and I mean, the level of detail that was in these things was unbelievable. It was funny, too, I was walking around the show, and um, I thought for a second, uh, one of our fellow podcasters on the Stoplight Network, I thought it was him because I've met him in real life before. I thought it was Guy Searle hmm. was there at the show, and I about ran up and, and said, Hey, Guy, how you doing? And then he turned around and went, Oh, shit, that's not Guy. <laughs> that I didn't. Glad I didn't make an ass out of myself there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was – but it was. My son and I just had an absolute blast. Um, we will probably go back again. I, if you ever get the chance to go to one, I don't they, – they, it moves around the country as I understand it. The people were very friendly. You know, oh, is this your first time here? Well, have you seen this? Have you done this? Make sure you do that. And 
I mean, just super friendly group. I mean, not that I expected them to be rude, but you never know when you go to something like that what the insiders are going to be. And uh, we did pick up the special show kit or uh, show. I guess it would be a kit technically if they sold. Um, my son wanted it, so that's the only thing he really wanted from the show. And it was a a little a Lego scenic thing that you built, and um, so I got him that. And there was stuff there that that was made out of Legos. I didn't even know Legos made these parts. Hmm. It was unbelievable. Some of the stuff our, our friend Mark Dalton, I'm sure, knows every would have not been surprised or not rec- or recognized every little piece and part there. But it was it was truly amazing to see all this stuff, and uh, we really had a good time. And uh, then uh, coming back, we got stuck in traffic. But he and I just talked and talked and talked, and it was it was great. So, listeners, if you ever have a chance to attend the Brick Fair. And I know it moves around the United States. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'm sure they have something similar in other parts of the world. Go see it. You will not believe the amount of time. I mean, because people are sitting there going, that's really made out of Legos? And, you know, you get up close and see some of the detail. And uh, there was somebody had made a giant-sized Millennium Falcon that was unbelievable because there was a whole space section. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just the incredible amount of effort and work these people had put into it. You have to applaud them for that. Absolutely. And it wasn't just guys. It was men, women, young and old. Every shape, form, and fashion you can think of um, was there. So I really encourage listeners, and we had a great time. Fantastic. Sounds wonderful. And certainly, I, I know they've got different things like that out here all the time as well. But uh, I don't know. We tend to get more train shows. Um, we see a lot of train shows. There's actually one coming up in... It's either this weekend or next weekend. I've got to make sure that I tell Gretel not to make other plans because it, it'll be small, but at the same time, it's like, I want to go. It doesn't matter if it's small or if it's big. I'll go spend a couple of hours. And I love talking to the people who build the setups. Um, you know, I've learned so much from them. Um, from my own setup, it, it's not funny. They're just full of free information, really willing to share. The only thing, of course, is... They're, they're like, I guess, I am with talking about Max and so forth. They talk at a different level than I comprehend. And, I, <laughs> you know, I love trains and train layouts and everything. But those guys, you know, I, I'll buy the trees and so forth for my layout. Those guys will literally take wire and different types of wire and even electrical wire. And then, you know, they'll, they'll turn it, they'll form it, they'll form it, they'll paint it, they'll, you know, glue it together and everything. They'll make trees out of it. And they they literally sit there for hours. And, and it was funny because, you know, I, I said to God, oh, you should see how, how magnificent this is. And this was when we went to, to one of our local, um, you know, sort of train weekends type thing. And she said, you do realise that we're the youngest people in the room. That, you know, <laughs> th- these guys are all retired. They have time to sit there and take a week to make one tree and make it look perfect. And I said... Yeah, but it's still cool. I don't care if they sit there for a week. It's absolutely cool how they do it. Um, You know, and the other thing is, you know, we've spoken about it before. Hobbies can be very expensive. Building a train layout can be really expensive. Yeah, no kidding. But these guys do it on the cheap. These guys use normal household products. They're, They're from the generation where nothing was thrown out. Everything was reused. And they can make just magnificent things out of something that I'd go, yeah, I'll throw it in the bin. Um, 
So it makes you think, and it's always good to have that in the back of your mind. Oh, I wonder if I could do something with this instead of just throwing it in the bin. Um, so yeah, they, they do some magnificent work in, in every sort of hobby. So uh, always great fun. Now, Kevin, before we finish out the show, what was the movie that you saw this week? Uh, well, I, it was a movie I'd been wanting to see. I can't remember. It's probably five or six years old. It was a movie called The Red Baron. It was made on the, about the World War I fly, German flying ace, Manfred von Richthofen. Von Richthofen. Um, always been fascinated with him. He was number one ace in World War I. 80 credited uh, uh, downings of planes uh, to his credit. And he always fascinated me. And they came out with this movie. I'd been wanting to see it. I'd been wanting to see it. And then I didn't get a chance to see it. It's actually, I think it's still in my Netflix queue. But I happened to be trolling around on YouTube, and I found the entire movie on YouTube. So I said, okay, so I get to watch it for free. And it was actually in, uh, four, I think it was 480p, so it was in pretty good quality. So I, uh, it, so is, I that, started, is that one of those official YouTube movies that, that YouTube has? I think was, it is. Yeah. Cause, I think it's, it's one of the few that they have out there. There's some older uh, movies from like the 70s and stuff I've seen out there too like that. Um, but I was watching it. I was watching it, and it was really, you know, I was I was really pumped up. The battle scenes I'd seen some outtakes. The battle scenes were done pretty good. Granted, it's CGI, but it was really pretty good. The old, it was great to see the old biplanes and stuff like that, and you know, it was just super cool. But I watched the movie, and I know the movie was. I expected the movie, or, or I knew the movie was made in the UK. Which is okay. I mean, that's great. I love UK uh, TV. I love the films and stuff. But if you're going to make a movie about a German and all your characters are German, why are you speaking, or not speaking, why are you using English colloquialisms when you're talking as the character that is German? And they, you know, they they didn't talk with any little bit of a German accent. I mean, a lot of times some people, you know, they'll they'll throw in a little bit of German or English accent or Australian or American accent, you know, wherever they're talking about that's not the country the film's being made in. I, that part doesn't bother me. But really, to use, um, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a German use the term "bloody" um, <laughs> or, or something about getting stuff. I can't remember. And they were terms I was going, okay, I know all my English friends have used these terms and they're they're modern, but I'm going, that just doesn't fit with the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you hate it when they get that kind of stuff wrong, when they get the language wrong, or even worse is when they actually, uh, you know, make mistakes in the scenes, in like, you know, the, the historical, especially when you're talking war movies and that when they actually have the wrong historical pieces of machinery, for instance, then you start going, ah, you know, you can't do that. Um, and, you know, it depends what movie it is and what budget they have, um, you know, but that's happened quite a lot where they've just oh, yeah. made massive mistakes and it sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah, when, when they do it and it sticks out like a sore thumb, it's, it, it is bad. But this, I mean, this kept happening over and over again. The actor that played uh, Richthofen was uh, was a very good actor. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he was a very good actor, but oh my lord, the the, the, the to work that stuff into a film, it's like oh, really, guys. I mean, 
you know, come on. I, it would have been, I, you know, it'd be like, um, like, uh, like somebody here in the deep south where I live in the United States trying to make a film about uh, the Japanese and start, you know, a Japanese character like uh, Shogun, the big Shogun mm-hmm. movie. And having uh, the guy go, hey, y'all, come on down here. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Our uh, Japanese friends don't talk like that. You know what? It's really quite funny. I mean, obviously, you know, stuff like that, you've got many people working on a script and, and looking at it and, and many people who could turn around and say, hey, this doesn't sound right. I know even just today I was doing a review, got got the comments back from my editor and um he said, I don't know this word. And I'm like, come on. I, I know this word. I've known this word all my life. And it's to barrack. Barrack for someone or something. But in the US, and I see Kevin, he's sort of going, barrack? I've never heard of that before. What it is, is the noun means something in the US. And the verb actually means to, you know, encourage, to cheer on someone. And it's a, U, a, a UK and an Australian term that we use. So, I, you know, I put it in this article. You know, it's like I've used it all my life, forgetting that, oh, yeah, sometimes some of these words, you know, don't don't link up, um, you know, with the US. And I, I thought that was kind of funny today. It's like, you know, I, I never knew that the US didn't know what that word is. You know, it's like uh, with the Olympic Games on at the moment, Australia barracks for their, their own team. You know, we encourage our own team. We cheer on our own team. Um Whereas Barrack in the US is very much related to, you know, we're talking about a war movie, it's it's related to barracks and, and the barracks yeah. of, you know, soldiers and so forth. Um, so, yeah, really interesting how one word has two different meanings. And, you know, I've said it before, we're so close in so many ways and completely different in many others. Well, it goes back to the old thing. Um, it, I know... Uh, talked about it on tech on the tech lounge, and I think we've talked about it on Namp or on here too. Where much like the U, my UK friends, where people united by a common heritage and sep- are, are united in a common head, heritage and separated by a common language, or something like that. I can't remember the phrasing, but it is funny because I always have to watch saying pants versus trousers. You know, I say I stuff something in my pants and all my UK friends look at me and go, you did what? Not, I mean, trousers, 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 you know. You know you so. know what? I, I don't know what Australia uses because with, with that type of thing, we, we don't use trousers at all. I mean, I don't know anyone who does. You don't uh, wear trousers? No. You walk around with no pants on? Oh, dear God. No, no, we, we have and, pants. Yeah, <laughs> We we have pants, you know. You know what? I I I sort of term them duds instead. So and then we've got yeah. then we've got the sports pants, which I'm wearing at the moment because it's winter weather. The fleecy pants, and we call those tracky pants or tracky dacks. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's like imagine going into a, a store to buy pants, trousers, or, or something in other places of the world. Um, and, Here's one for you. What's a thong? You, well, a th- you, you immediately think of, of the, the ladies' lingerie underwear. But to us, whilst we think that as well, a thong can also be like flip-flops that we, we put on our feet. Um, I've heard them called that here, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Occasionally. Occasionally. Not very often. Well, it's, it's rubbed uh, off. <laughs> the Australian slum. 
Yeah, but it hasn't been. It's been years since I've heard somebody use that term here. That was more popular when I was a kid, uh, back in the late eighteen hundreds. So it was. Um, well, when I was a kid in the in the late nineteen hundreds, <laughs> it was uh, it, it was no. still still termed. You know, it's one of those things that I think go with fashion too. Um, you know, I I haven't had a pair in in twenty years at least, maybe longer. And we we just don't wear them anymore. It's like sandals. We don't wear them anymore. I don't know if you guys do sandals as well. No, but we still wear them. Yeah, we, we don't. Um, we're very much, let's wear sneakers now. You know, so uh, we, we sort of took on the Steve Jobs look of, you know, whatever pants you've got on, sneakers works with it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it is really interesting, and it's a shame that some of the, the movies get stuff wrong, but I can I can certainly see how easy it is to, to make a mistake. But at the same time, you know, when you are looking at something German, you start to think differently because it is completely different. If I'm looking at US, UK, Australia, we all speak the same form of English, albeit with a few differences here and there. Whereas other nationalities are completely different when they, they speak their, their main language is a different language. And then when you're trying to uh, convert their words to the English or English to the German, for instance, then some things get lost in translation. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, but it I should mean, have been the, a bit better. Main thing was it was enjoyable. Yeah, but to, to see Manfred von... the the character Manfred von Richthofen sit down and say, all those those bloody French. I'm going, really? I can't imagine under any circumstance where uh, Richthofen would have uh, Richthofen would have ever said that in my entire life. I mean, really? He would have sat down and said, the bloody French? No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, they need to do their homework a little bit more, but... Uh... Well, you oh. know, there's a, there's a famous one. You probably... You're too... You might be too young to have watched it. Um, famous miniseries uh, here in the United States, all oh, back in the, I guess it was the 70s, uh, Alex Haley Roots, the story of his family. He's African-American, and how his fa- he traced his roots all the way back to uh, Africa, where his however many great-great-grandfather was captured and put into slavery, and then traced his family all the way back to him in modern day. There's a scene in Roots. I if I I'm trying to remember it exactly and I can't remember the whole thing. But there you know, this is supposed to be I think the time circle was the early eighteen hundreds here in the United States. And if you look really carefully, they're showing a shot of the character. I believe the character's name was Chicken George. It's been a while since I've seen the, the movie. And if you look up in the upper right, I think it's the upper right corner, there's a 747. <laughs> I mean, it's only in shot for oh. just a little bit. There's no sound, but there's it's definitely a passenger airliner flying across. You know, um, it, it, it must have frame. been those aliens that, you know, the U.S. is constantly having problems with, you know. <laughs> and they must have been going across the Area 51, Kevin. That's pro- That's what it is. Oh, God, I'm, I'm glad you've answered that. After all these years, you finally explained to it, oh, my savior, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you damn nut. <laughs> and on that note, 
you know, we, we might get in, in touch with our alien selves uh, on a future episode, but we've certainly <laughs> bored the listeners for long enough. So on that note, Kevin, where can the listeners uh, find out more about you? And, and I've I got to say, I'm a bit disappointed in the listeners this week. They didn't give you any feedback on how you could comfortably and easily use your iPad in the loo. It, it's just shocking. I mean... Surely we know someone who takes their gear into the toilet, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that I'm using it while on the toilet, <laughs> but, you know, the uh, to have it there, you know, nothing like shaving in the morning and seeing seeing what the current tech news is or something like that. But if the listeners do want to find me, they can always find me on at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can always go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder, and I'm there. And as I say, I'm going to try to host at least once a month a Google Plus Hangout. So circle me up over there and uh, come join the fun. We, we have a lot of fun and talk about a lot of fun things. Absolutely. I have to try and catch up with uh, when you do that because that's about the only reason why I tune into Google Plus to have a handout periodically. <laughs> it, it's a little bit dry over there. It, it's good for some people. I think photographers really enjoy it, but uh, not being a photographer anymore uh, and having very little, little interest in it in, in today's society. Yeah, I just sort of go, yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, for people who want to get in touch with me, not that they probably do, but simply head across to markgreentree.com and absolutely everything I do is located across there. Well, let's put it this way. Everything that I want you to know that I do. You don't want to know about everything I do. Trust me, you do not want to know. Anyway, until next week, thank you for listening and subscribing and please take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast, and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of Tech Fan. I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting, and I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime.